Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Time's just gone, 18 minutes past five. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Time now for a detailed update from Israel. Joining us on the line now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent in the Holy Land. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon, Michael. Indeed, Rolene. So quite a lot to unpack this afternoon, as usual. So much happening on the ground uh, politically and on the battlefront, first of all. Let's start with the uh, the tunnels and launches that have been discovered, given now the, the uh, campaign, the, the stages that it's reached in Gaza at the moment. It's become so intensive now with the IDF deep inside Gaza. What has been discovered and what is the latest on that battlefront? Well, we know that the IDF are moving closer and closer and deepening their presence in Gaza City. And as the days go on, so they are revealing what they are finding. They have destroyed some 130 terror tunnels. Uh, As many of you know, Hamas has built a metro system, a very, very sophisticated uh, tunnel infrastructure underneath um, the ground in the Gaza Strip. This is used as headquarters to store weapons and, and we suspect also to keep our now over 240 hostages, which we want back with immediate effect. Now, the IDF have been slowly and methodically moving through uh, the Gaza Strip, uncovering these uh, tunnels, checking them, and demolishing what they find. And, and, and also what they find, or what they are finding is, is quite extraordinary. Uh, they shared two days ago the rocket launches, the bank of lo- rocket launches in a scout hall. Uh, they've also found rocket launches as well as tunnels in a, a schoolyard in a mosque, a mosque filled with wow. uh, rocket launches. Mm-hmm. Now, just a reminder that this is a holy place. Uh, this is a protected area. And um, uh, this is a violation of international law, uh, not only to embed yourself or themselves within the civilian infrastructure, but to turn that uh, holy civilian infrastructure into a launching site for rockets. Now, you often hear uh, during the course of the year the accusations against Israel about the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Imagine now if if it's so easy to launch rockets from within a mosque, from within that infrastructure, what is done at Al-Aqsa. We've also... Uh, received footage of a tunnel found in an amusement park in Gaza next to a Ferris wheel. Uh, yes, there are Ferris wheels and amusement parks and scout halls in, in Gaza, despite uh, the anti-Israel establishment and what they would have you believe that Gaza looks like. Mm. But on top of this, the IDF also announced earlier today that they will be extending the humanitarian corridor hour by an hour And we can see uh, hundreds of thousands of Palestinian civilians moving south from the north uh, under the protection of the IDF who have secured this humanitarian corridor. Some of them holding white flags. Uh, They're they're going in in peace. They're moving methodically, peacefully. Uh, One woman was caught on camera yesterday saying they're shooting at us. She says, not the IDF. They don't harm us. Uh, so that they can only be uh, Hamas. But 
uh, Israel is doing everything that we possibly can to ensure not just the safe passage of civilians from the north to the south to the safer zone, but also to to mitigate as much as possible civilian casualties. Mm. And whilst all this is happening, Rolene, there we have Hamas in interviews with the New York Times uh, saying that their goal with the attacks on October the 7th was to, quote, change the entire equation. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I read that. But, yeah, fill us in as to exactly what this statement was all about. You know, for years, uh, many of us have been saying that this is Hamas. Hamas are not interested in their civilians. They use their civilians as human shields. Uh, and I, I don't know what it is with the media or people's loathing to uh, to listen to us, to, to believe us, but you actually have Hamas in their own words. Uh, and this has been quite common over the last month since this war started, where we have had... Hamas officials, be it on RT or on Saudi television, now discovered by the New York Times, and I have to give the New York Times credit, uh, Mm -hmm. during this war, they have been very good in exposing, in running exposés on Hamas, their financing, where the money is going. And uh, we had Hamas on television uh, during these weeks saying that, Yes, they've got tunnels, and the tunnels are for Hamas mm. uh, operatives uh, to, to protect them from the airplanes bombing them, and, and not for the civilians. The civilians are the problem of the United Nations. Their mm. words, not mine. Right. Uh, Khaled Mashal on Saudi television saying, we're prepared to sacrifice millions of our civilians. Russia did it. Iraq did it. Uh, Algeria did it. Why shouldn't mm. we do it? And now we've got... Uh, Khalil Al Haya in the New York Times saying, yes, we wanted to completely change, um, the, the equation. Our interest is not bringing in water, electricity or fuel. We're not interested in the civilians of, of, of Gaza. Those were his words, his mm, words and, mm. and, and, and not mine. Indeed. Rolene, I've got this message from Gary. Gary's asking, does this information go to the outside world with the evidence of where Hamas fires from. Very interesting question coming in there from Gary. And then Karen also says, hi Michael, the tunnels are incredible, a new version of prison break. They need to return our brothers and sisters. How can a baby and small child manage? Indeed. How do they not run out of rockets? Doesn't end. May this end soon. Well done to our soldiers, says Karen. Your take on Gary's uh, uh, comment. Does this information go to the outside world with the evidence of where Hamas fires from? I do have to say, and I was actually saying it this morning, that I have noticed a lot of media uh, being, uh, you know, showing with the tunnel situation, uh, giving their, their thoughts and opinions on how they see the IDF fighting this war in the tunnels. Um, I, I do have to say, the IDF, the, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Public Diplomacy, the President's Office have been phenomenal in ensuring that the media are up updated all the time, and not only are the media updated, but they also have the visual evidence and recordings mm. where it has been um, declassified, and um, we do have the evidence out there. Uh, the problem is, and, and it's very, very prevalent in South Africa, where you have people who um, are, are loath to believe the evidence when they see it, despite it being verified by, by other intelligence organizations, but yes, mm. I have noticed during the coverage of this war, uh, there has been a concerted effort to use right. terminology like Hamas-controlled um, 
Ministry of uh, Health, uh, Hamas rockets, Hamas launches. Uh, you know, we're not dealing, as Israel has in past wars, army versus army. Uh, we are dealing with a very, very um, uh, specific kind of war uh, and, and uh, asymmetrical kind of warfare where it is a sovereign state, a democratic state at war with an internationally recognized terror organization that is as depraved and as barbaric as mm. ISIS, if mm. not worse. Gary, I hope you're happy with uh, Rolene's answer to your question. We have to move on. Uh, Rolene, an, an article that caught my attention earlier on, a regular consumption of terrorist content is now punishable by a year in prison. This news was breaking uh, just before I came into studio. Tell us more about this. Well, this would be, you know, looking at uh, videos to uh, to radicalize, to incite. Uh, you know, we do catch a lot of young people, unfortunately, looking at this type of content. And uh, I, I think now where, we've, where we have had cases over the last month or so of people, you know, parodying the terror attacks, you know, thinking that they're funny, consuming this kind of um, invective, now there has to be repercussions for that. <laughs> Roland, very quickly, um, <laughs> time goes so quickly when we're chatting to you, wish we could chat a bit further. On a morale-boosting uh, note, American cowboys are in Israel to rescue Israeli farmers. Tell us about that. Well, we do love us some cowboys, Michael. We do, don't uh, we, we? have some cowboys who've come in from Montana and Arkansas. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Yellowstone. I got very excited. I thought this was an episode of Yellowstone. But uh, because our farms have taken a drastic hit, uh, you know, we're not talking about the over 150,000 displaced Israelis who've had to evacuate from areas. And, of course, uh, many of those farm workers have fled the country because of the, the, the war and the situation. Some have been murdered by Hamas. Some have been taken hostage by Hamas. But uh, we don't want to see any of our farms neglected. So these incredible cowboys have come in. They're helping with the farms. And I have to also give uh, incredible kavod, incredible credit to the young students from Witsa schools who are tending the farms, volunteers from all over the country, milking cows, weeding uh, fields, uh, picking crops. This is all being done not just by the incredible cowboys, but by ordinary Israelis all over the country who want to lend a hand. Kudos to all of them in this war effort, Rolene. Before I let you off the hook, I want to share this with you. Gary says, thank you. Rolene, Israel fighting two wars, one on the ground and one in the media. Couldn't concur with you more on that one, Gary. Ashley says, please send what has been said by Hamas about civilians to Naledi Pando. Maybe Naledi Pando should learn to listen. Listening to Rolene Marks, enjoying her chat. That's from Ashley. Thanks, guys. Thank you, uh, Gary and Ashley. And Rolene, thanks so much once again for joining us this afternoon to give us a detailed update as to what is happening in the Holy Land at the moment. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel.